Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Rob Perspectives. I'm your host, Rob Horton. Hey, I hope everyone is doing great today. Uh, thank you guys for joining. So today's Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. I hope everybody is doing fantastic, staying healthy, staying happy. Um, we know it's a challenge, right? It's always a challenge. Uh, whether, whether the craziness is going on now or not, it's always a challenge to stay happy and healthy, you know? Life is never, never going to be, you know, super, super simple or super easy, um, especially if you want to aspire to be more and, and do some great things. And so, you know, remember that is, is, um, you know, don't, don't worry about COVID and all that shit and don't, don't worry about what's going on in politics and everything, because here, here's the deal. The more things change, the more they stay the same, right? You've heard of that. And, you know, so there's always something going to be looming on your doorstep. And, and I, sh I shouldn't say looming because that sounds ominous. It's probably not very positive, but it, it's true. Let's let's just let's cut the shit and call it what it is. Right. You know, the fact is there's always something there's always you know, there's always the chance that, that if you're working a job that your boss could cut you or the company could lay off or the company could go out of business or the market could dry up, you know, whatever. Um, with or without any damn virus, that's, those things are going to happen no matter what. Um, there's always the possibility of you getting sick, right? We don't know what chemicals and crap is in our food, in our, you know, the pens that we hold, the, the paper we're writing on, the, the glasses we're drinking out of or cups, you know what I mean? We don't, I mean, there's some people that, that, take a little extra time to figure some of that out. But overall, you know, what you're breathing, what you're eating, what you're touching, where you're going, you know, all those things. And that's why, that's why we were built with awesome, um, you know, immune systems. However, you know, immune systems, of course, don't deal with things like cancerous, you know, cancerous chemicals and things like that, 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 you know, are, are out there. So, you know, you just, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be a flu that could take you out. You always could, you know, maybe you develop a tumor. And I don't say all this to dis disappoint people, depress you. What I'm trying to say is everybody makes it seem like this is some miracle thing that's happening. You know, again, I think I've already given my opinion on the whole deal, but at the same time, um, okay, it's there's something out there. Great. There's we might get sick, might not. Big freaking deal. Um, I think the big thing is to remember it doesn't matter. There's always a war. You know, it's it's interesting. During this last administration, we never went to war. During like every other uh, U.S. president for like 30 years, we were in some kind of war, when some kind of conflict. We were shooting somebody. We were, you know, somewhere getting into something. So. You know, you talk about the seriousness of the virus, but think about this. This is the first time in 30 years we haven't gone to war with somebody, right? No, I mean, yeah, there's always drone strikes and this and that and special forces and spies and all that shit. I mean, we know, that's not going to go away. But a full-on deployment into somewhere new or some new conflict, we haven't had it. So think about that. You know, take the number of people that aren't going to die by being shot in the face by going to some stupid war because we want oil or some other shit. And, you know, think about that for a minute, right? 
So there's always trade-offs in the world and in the universe. And so, I mean, look at it from the point of, you know, we've had a little bit of a peaceful period. I'm not going to give you my, um, I'm not going to give you my, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Prediction. I'm not going to give you my prediction, although if I were, it would probably have a high probability that we'll be blowing somebody up in the next couple of years. Want to bet me? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will be. And uh, so good luck with that. And good luck and, and Godspeed to everybody who has to go has to go serve during all these bullshit oil wars and everything else we get ourselves into. But anyway... You know, that being said, coming back to my main topic is, you know, there's always something, right? There's always a car speeding too fast you could get hit from. There's always, you know, we mentioned disease and this and that. There's always, you could always get down a dark alley and that could be the time there's a criminal there. Um, you could just fall down your steps and break your neck wrong. My, my point, it, there always is something. So why fret about it. Stop making these things to be end of the world issues because all you're doing is creating more anxiety and you're creating more worry, which is creating more stress, which usually leads to more cancer and disease. So half the time you're doing this shit to yourself. So cut it out. So, you know, that's what I want for people to know. And that's what I want for them to learn and understand is that, you know, you've got to weigh the circumstances and not make a mountain out of a molehill on every little thing, especially this, this is crazy. So with that being said, let's get into, let's get into our episode today. So today was kind of interesting. Um, I, I had worked out a few things I was going to talk about, and then I saw a post on LinkedIn. Um, it was it was so interesting because at first it's it's from like a CEO and a founder. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out his name and company. You know I don't I don't know, but but I read it and it was interesting because um, he was talking about. <laughs> this was just, it was it's just so interesting to me. It was talking about um, the number of younger people that want to be in the entrepreneurial space um, and want to be, you know, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, online business owners, you know, whatever you right? Anyway, it's kind of interesting because he goes on um, talking about, you know, they're wanting to be isolated and, and they're working remotely or, or by themselves in a, in a, um, what do you call it? One of the co-working spots and stuff. Um, and, and then, you know, and then goes on to say all of this stuff is going to make these poor young people, um, lonely and burnout and they have no purpose and they're going to be miserable than all the other generations and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, and then again goes on, oh, well, you know, we're, you know, we're all supposed to be together, happy together and, and, you know, basically running around with daisies up our ass and everything like that. And so, <laughs> you know, what gets me about this is there's always this talk about, you know, I used to be so hard on, on the millennial generation. And I think a lot of them were, were taught by us Gen Xers 
and raised by us Gen Xers, right? I have, I have a daughter who's, who's a millennial um, and she's an awesome human being, um, hard worker, uh, one of the few teen, and, and I'm, of course I'm a little biased, but one of the few, one of the few teenagers I've ever seen that, um, has like stayed at a one job throughout their entire high school career. And now she's in college and, uh, and she, she got another job, but she was very, she's very, um, thoughtful. She's, she thinks very critically about her next move and where she's going. You know, she, struggles like every every person her age with with things i'm sure um but i have to say she's probably one of the more well thought out well planning uh people of her age in her generation uh but you know the point is we see we see a lot of those a lot of those kids and younger folks that um do struggle and things like that and you know honestly I've, I've taken a step back from it because I realized that we're the ones raising them, right? The Gen Xers like me are raising them. They're our kids. So ultimately we effed up. If we did something wrong and there's somebody and they have a entitled attitude or, or they're not again, you know, they're not really playing their part in society as it were, right? We only have ourselves to blame. We can't just sit here and blame somebody for being more or less brainwashed. Let's call it what it is. When you're when you're raised by your parents, you're brainwashed with their values. You're given their, I mean, nobody was going to let me go to a Buddhist temple. It was always the Episcopal Church or the Methodist Church. Um, that was it. And you just went because you went with your parents, right? And so... Um, that's what a lot of people don't realize. I mean, essentially it's a form of brainwashing, but in a good way, because of course, parents love their kids and try to impart good values and good ideals and things on them. Um, you know, and I think, I think I've done a good job and, and their mother has as well. And so, um, but there are a lot of kids that don't have that. And, and some of us, you know, Gen Xers have really effed up our kids and not given them the skills to be tougher because we wanted to give them everything in the world. You know, it's interesting because, you know, everybody talks, well, why can't they be as tough as, as the, the great depression generation? I'm like, well, they didn't grow up in the great depression, dummy. Yeah. Those were my grandparents. And then, you know, my parents grew up in the, you know, fifties and sixties and seventies. And, and I mean, they had it easy. They had it easy. I mean, they had the normal, hey, starting from scratch, kind of, you know, blue collar American life. But that was easy. If you look at, you know, you look at that, that was simple. And, you know, of course, of course, my grandparents didn't want that for our parents. Right. And then at the same time, my parents made it so much easier for me. And, um, and again, uh, you know, they may listen to this, may not, don't, don't really know, don't really care. I'm kind of at the point where I don't, I don't, I kind of say what's on my mind. And I think my parents meant well, and I think they did a good job, but honestly, I can feel some of those after all these years, I can feel some of those, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? you know, I can feel some of those, um, uh, limitations and, or I, some of those, uh, I can't think of what it's, I can't think of what it's called. 
setbacks, not, not really setbacks, but I guess, yeah, limit limitations or some of those, some of those ideals and things that they didn't push as hard because again, they didn't have to be pushed as hard and they don't want us to struggle. And so they didn't push as hard, um, as I'm pushing now, like my standards now are 50,000 times higher than anything they could have set upon me. And, and I'll tell you what's interesting about that as a side note. Um, I struggle with that. It's been a struggle and I think I've probably wasted 10 or 15 years just fucking with trying to fix that. Um, that could have been used to build a lot of businesses, a lot of other things, uh, you know, a lot of other projects and stop worrying about other people's dumbass opinions and, and trying to live your life for everybody else. Right. And it's a struggle even, you know, even today with all the good stuff I've got going on, you know, I, I would have, I'd never go back and regret but it would be interesting had I been pushed, literally pushed to the limit, like I like to do now with my with my mental, you know, my mental and business capacity. I would like to see how things would turn out differently if it was a much more uh, entrepreneurial mindset, if it was a much more just pushing me to the limit mindset, those kind of things from all angles. That would be interesting to see just as an experiment, but obviously that's not possible. Um, so you deal with what you got. So, yeah. So, you know, that's been, that's been a super, super big challenge for me over the years. Um, and then of course, you know, I've, I've had it pretty good, even though I pushed myself pretty hard. Um, I've also had it pretty easy. I've been pretty fortunate, um, and provided a lot for, for, you know, my kids. And so, you know, I think, the difference maker now is I think I'm a little more conscious of the limitations that were brought to me. And so I'm able to not, not push them harder. I guess maybe I do push them a little harder, but really encourage um, a lot more critical thinking, a critical, a lot more open thinking. I encourage them strongly to try different things. Um, but what I also do is I take a step back and let them really make a lot of their own decisions. Um, there's decisions I've made for them, but, but, you know, especially, especially my older one, um, a lot of the decisions that she's had to make going forward as a, as a young adult, um, I've really, that's been hard, but really just letting it happen because they're, they're never going to learn to be, the good person society needs and be the right person society needs and, and the right kind of adult that they need unless they're making their own decisions. They cannot be falling back uh, on us for these decisions. Right. And so, um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's key, you know, and I, I think it's key to be, have some self-awareness and be able to move forward with that. So coming back to, kind of this article that, that kicked this all off, right? So that gives you kind of some context, my thoughts around this whole process of getting from, from A to Z, as it were, no pun intended, since that's Generation Z. Um, you know, coming back and kind of um, saying that all these poor kids are going to be burnt out and purposeless, how do you know? I mean, this, this guy, and, and here's, let me give you some one final context. He is an entrepreneur. The dude's in his mid-20s, so he has zero life experience, right? 
so it's 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 extremely it's extremely crazy because you know it's it goes on to talk about how these kids were convinced to do this because of Instagram. Um, I disagree. Kids aren't stupid. People aren't stupid. As people as a whole, yes, crowds are dumb, but people, individuals are very smart. And if you give them an opportunity to figure out what they want to do, they will do it. And yes, you can talk about you can talk about predictive programming and you can talk about social media and the news and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, people are smart enough that they can and they do have the capacity to do critical thinking and make good decisions, um, whether they're kids, whether they're adults, whether they're old people. It doesn't make any difference. And so, you know, I, I just really took issue with this because you know, the guy was talking about he did the same thing, but then he's talking about oh, all these all these poor people are going to be burnt out and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't like, hey, I have a solution. Um, I'd like to see us raise raise these kids up and help them and mentor them. And here's the solution. It's just like. Oh, let's um, this is just this is just not the right thing. And maybe it's OK to be an employee. Um, and maybe it's okay to be in a cube. Um, and I think it's underrated to be in a, you know, an employee and, and it really bothered me and it bothered me because, you know, how dare you, how dare you in 2020 tell anybody it's very irresponsible. First of all, you're a hypocrite because you're doing this Two, You have zero life experience, right? Because you're doing the exact same thing. You're beating everybody else up. So you're a hypocrite. And, you know, the other thing is that, you know, how dare you in 2020 tell people what they should or shouldn't do? And I would never, again, I have my own opinion, but I think it's doing people a real disservice. And I think it's very irresponsible to try and be pushing the employee mentality again. I mean, if you're pushing that, you're as bad as the mainstream media, because let's, let's, let's face it. To be an employee, now some people are cut out to be employees. They're happy to be employees. They spend their whole life being employed. We need employees. Fine. I'm not beating anybody up on that. But I'll tell you what, in this day and age, I, even before COVID, if you should have figured it out. But, you know, uh, with all the stuff going on, there's no way. Now, locked in your house, shut down, laid off from your job, or not able to find a job, or for years, we've been talking about useless degrees, not getting a job, having all this student loan debt, um, not being able to find your purpose, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it, you know, this year, if you didn't figure out that it is a bullshit narrative to have one W-2 income, then you get what you deserve then you deserve to be broke. You deserve to struggle. You deserve to have those things happen to you. And yeah, I'm being a little harsh, but I'm, this is tough love time, guys. You need to be diversified. Being an employee is fine, but being an employee and thinking that's your only opportunity is stupid. Because you, my friend, are at the mercy, you are at the mercy of the owners of the company, you are at the mercy of the board of directors, you're the mercy of investors, creditors, customers, the media, 
government. You're at everybody else's mercy and you're under everybody else's control except your own. If the media decides to kick in their dumbass cancel culture, you're out of luck. doesn't matter if it's a good product or not. If the government, like, like commie Gavin Newsom over in California, if some communist dude like that decides to shut your county or city or state down and you don't have the balls to open up anyway, or, or your, your owners, or I guess not you, but if the owners of your company or managers don't have the balls to open up their, their doors, you're out of luck. You're out of luck. You know, if you, if, if the market dries up because you can't go out or you're buying into the fear and you can't go out and get, uh, I don't even know. I mean, I don't know, somewhere that you would go and physically, you know, get something and then you can't, and there's not a good, there's not a good way to get it online or get it delivered or whatever, you know, you might be out of luck for that. And that's a, that's a big problem. And if you don't realize that you've got to diversify, I mean, now's the time. Now's the time. And especially we need these millennials. So how dare this guy even say that? How dare you push a narrative about being an employee when most employees are out of work, when most employees can't find a replacement job, when 70% of the people working probably more hate their freaking job anyway? Like, how can you push something where 70% of the people already hate it? They already hate what's going on. And then it's probably closer to like 90, 95% right now because you're stuck. You have to go in. And I'll tell you what, I've been, uh, I still, I still, I like to do, I like to do still more like my private consulting. And it's interesting because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people, they come to me and some of these clients, they think they're going to get a discount deal. And I hate to tell them, sorry, bud, this, I'm not for sale. I'm not on sale here. You're paying my value. And again, I, fortunately, if I, you know, if things were in a little more dire straits, maybe I would bend a little bit, but it, but it wouldn't be for very long. I can promise you that, you know, but Coming back to the point is we need these millennials to learn how to diversify their income. We need them to hate their job and get out there and grind. And so what if they're locked in their homes by themselves? And so what if they're, if they're struggling in a co-working spot by themselves? And so what if they get burnout? You know what? Welcome to the entrepreneurial life, bro. Welcome to the life. Welcome to the days. It's, it's so funny to me. Like the guy's like, oh, we should all be together and be working. I'm like, dude, entrepreneurs don't do that. There may be certain groups of people that got together and built a company. Most of the time it was like one or two people, right? You look, you look at places like, I mean, Apple and Hewlett Packard and all. It was like one or two people starting in a freaking garage. You think they weren't alone? They didn't have any friends. You think they you think they were worried about oh my my oh my mental health, what am I gonna do? Should I go back to a cube? No. I mean, some of these dudes quit going to Harvard. They're not gonna go to a cube, you dumbass. Incredible. And you know, that's just the life. 
And again, I would hope that there's, I would hope that we've learned enough and, and, you know, there's ways, yes, there's ways to hopefully not be completely isolated. Um, I think, you know, maybe there's probably some businesses and ideas that don't require hundred hour weeks like Elon Musk does. Um, you know, there's businesses probably that can be up and running and successful within a normal 40, 50, 60, 70 hour week and still give you plenty of time to have a life and actually sleep and, and, you know, build relationships. There are, you know, but that's the individual's choice to figure out. And honestly, don't, I really don't like people beating up the millennial generation for this, for the reasons that I said, you know, we're the ones that raised them. So we've got to give them the information. And if this dude's an entrepreneur, why don't you show how it really is? Why don't you become a leader? That's the problem. Everybody wants to criticize, but nobody wants to lead. Everybody wants to say, oh, well, this is a problem. Okay, well, lay out your solutions, dude. Because I've already laid out three or four more than you have. And you ain't done shit, right? So how about that? And that's the key, you know? And again, we have to let, we also have to let these, these millennials be leaders themselves. Some are very good at it. I mean, they're not young. I mean, some are, they're young, younger, but I mean, many of them are in, in their, I don't remember what the years are for, but you know, certainly many of them are well into their twenties. I think maybe even 30. I don't know what the oldest, oldest millennial is, but let's just say 25 or let's say 27 or 20. I don't, who knows? Let's just pull a number. But those people are more than capable of leading, you know, if they have a good background and they have a good, um, uh, skill set of critical thinking and they can really do what's necessary then they can be leaders. I mean, my God, a lot of these bigger businesses were, um, created by very, very young people. Why should that stop now? Just because Facebook and Twitter and, and whatever the hell's already been created by young guys or, or gals. I mean, are we at the end of business as we know it? And nobody else under under 30 is allowed to start a business and succeed now? <laughs> How stupid is that, right? So again, that's that's where we just we need to get clear on the message. We got to get clear on the message for millennials and uh, we have to help them. And other people too. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Gen Xers, Gen Y, whatever, plenty of other people. Um, facing this same issue for a lot longer time. So, I mean, really it applies to everybody that you need to diversify your income. And I think in another, I think in the next episode, I'd like to get into some ideas on diversifying income, um, you know, getting into again in the specifics of consulting and, and some other ideas and stuff and how to really um, do that. I may do like a case study, but the point is you, you, you know, you really have to be using critical thinking. And if it's, you know, if you see an employee opportunity for you, go for it. But I'll tell you what, you better have some stocks you're buying. You better have some savings you're putting away. You better have a side hustle. You better be writing a blog. You know, you need to be doing a bunch of other things in order to, uh, you know, build up your success and build a portfolio. Because if you're playing, if you're rolling the dice, if you're going to be an employee, you're just rolling the dice. Let's, let's be frank. And so that's where, um, it's interesting, you know, we, we beat up on the millennials for this, but they're kind of smarter because they don't want to go down that road. 
And yes, they're struggling, but if they never, ever go down the employee road, they are not falling into the trap. And I think there you get, therein lies the problem is you have jealous people that they wish they'd have had the balls to not go down the employee trap route like so many millennials have chosen not to do. And I applaud them. And no, they're not all successful. It's not easy, especially when you when you're brought up by parents who don't give a shit about building a business or have struggled all their life. And then they send you to a school where all they do is indoctrinate you to be an employee, right? Or an administrator or, or you know, a paper pusher or a public official, right? What the heck? So you've got to change it at some point. And so that's probably part of the struggle is getting their mindset into uh, the good, a good frame of mind that's going to allow them to knock out all that old programming and build a new paradigm. Um, you know, we'll talk about that in a future episode as well. You're rebuilding a paradigm as it relates to entrepreneurship. Um, you know, that one's going to be key. So I'll probably do the case studies and diversification next, and I'll probably do um, the other one after that. So. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting stuff, guys. So with that being said, I think that we need to look at this again in a critical view. And in that critical view, um, we need to see, okay, how are we communicating this narrative of entrepreneurship? right? Especially to young people. And again, that's very difficult when a lot of this is coming from uh, working parents, when it's coming from uh, the mainstream media and it's coming from the indoctrination of colleges, right? So that, that's a, that's a big, that's a big pill to swallow, no pun intended. So it's, you know, but it's really on us to understand their needs, understand how they need to survive and how they need to thrive. Right. Um, and that's, that's, that's really our responsibility. And we need to teach that so that they take responsibility and, and do those things as well. Um, and we need to also try to look at the other generations of, you know, Gen Xers and, and, uh, Gen Y as well. And a lot of those people have been struggling way, way, way longer. So we need, you know, we need to reach out to them as well and, and help them and bring them into the fold and say, how can we help you? Um, and two, you know, we need to understand that when we're in, times are changing. And I think that nobody understands that better than the younger generations because they're right in the middle of a lot of this change all the time. Um, you know, we can see it. We're all part of the change, but at the same time, I think they're directly affected when, when, um, you know, they're in school and things change immediately or they're right out of school and things change immediately. But, you know, ultimately everything changes all the time, every day, you know, no matter what around the world, it's always changing and we just have to be prepared for it. And we have to be prepared to teach people to accept change, um, and then, you know, again, is having that diversification of income, regardless of your role in the working world or your business life or whatever you want to do is, you know, I think that needs to be more, if you really want to solve it, is teach people to diversify their income 
and then you know maybe you get a few maybe you get a few little income streams and maybe you don't have to put in a hundred hour weeks to try and get your business going maybe it's as simple as just learning to invest a little bit and then learning to monetize a blog or something simple like that and then maybe you can do part-time consulting and then maybe you want to do a w-2 job maybe you like doing that particular job and having something you don't particularly worry about but at the same time you know going to a job and worrying about the money coming in is just not it's not the right way it's just not the right way you'll, you'll never convince me of that it's risky as hell i think it's the riskiest thing you can do is get a w-2 job especially these days especially these days nothing is more risky um you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do but i i don't think there's a bigger risk you can take than putting your future in the hands of someone you don't know you don't know you don't trust you may not even like and you're putting your entire income and future and family future and dreams into the hands of someone else you know it's you wouldn't you wouldn't give your newborn baby to a stranger and say here raise them i don't know you but you said you sounded good and i really need I, I really need someone to raise him or her and so you know go ahead take her just let me know you wouldn't do that so why on earth would you do that with the money that brings food to that family brings electricity to that family brings the internet to your family brings a house to your family right pays for the car and insurance and everything else you need to live and your family to live and you're putting it in someone else's hands i mean i could go on for this for two more hours that should be like 10 more episodes but that is the risky part guys and so so let's just all take a step back when we're thinking about the millennials and and people that are employee positions and first off let's not give so much shit to the millennials because uh and it, it's and again this this guy can go piss up a rope because it's ironic because he is one um so it's kind of like and, and he's a complete hypocrite so again we need to just tell the hypocrites to shut the hell up because people are doing just fine the way they are and if they're not fine let's help them not criticize them how about that you know you know, the guy's like, oh, poor us. Let's all sing Kumbaya and let's, 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 you know, oh, we should tell everybody to be an employee and take the safe route. And it's like, dude, that's not what you're doing. What the hell? But you didn't even offer, you didn't even offer a single, you didn't even offer a single resolution. And how many have we talked about here, right? Understanding, raising them better, critical thought process, reaching out to people, diversification of income, understanding the risks of, of employment versus non, um, you know, moving into different areas, understanding what you want to do. There, there was what, nine, eight, nine, seven, who knows? Yeah, good job. Good job for bringing, you know, for beating up younger folks that really want to make something of themselves and not providing any solutions, dude. You know, what does that get you? So... Anyway, guys, with that being said, we're going to wrap up today. I hope you uh, got something out of today's message. Um, reach out to some folks. If you see a younger person trying to make it, encourage them. Who cares if they fail? Just encourage them. That encouragement is going to keep them going, and it's going to give you energy and keep you going too. 
So don't be afraid to get out there and try, guys. Make shit happen and make it happen for other people. There's people that need you right now. Now, don't worry about, oh, what if I get sick? Go help people. Quit being stupid. It's 2020. It's not the end of the world. It's 2020. Go out and help somebody. Give somebody a call. Help them with their business. Reach out to them. Offer to help them financially, emotionally. Be a friend. You don't want them to be isolated? Give them a call. Get on a Zoom. Go over to their house. Whatever you need to do. But make stuff happen for other people, guys. That's the real key. So, guys, if you got something out of this today, please share it. Please give me your comments. I would love to hear it. Um, you guys are always great letting me know what you like and what you don't like. Uh, keep it coming. If there's something you want to hear, it's a topic you'd like, like me to talk about, I'm happy to do so. So get out there, like this, share this, tell people about it. That's all I ask. I don't ask of anything other than, um, you know, just getting the message out so that I can continue to get the message out. So with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Keep grinding. I love you all. Take care and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.